Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download ebooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. Well, Roland, we are here for yet another CareCast. It's good to see you. Yes, it's um, good to see you too. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I guess I see you enough, so. Yeah, but it still should be good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I, you know, I've got. Yeah. I mean, no matter I how many times. <laughs> I have low self-esteem. I need the encouragement from you. No matter how many times I see you, it's, it's always good to see you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what you should okay. say. <laughs> I think that's what you're required to say. Yeah. <laughs> you never say that to me, though. Well, anyway, we'll work, we'll work on that. We'll work on this that. This is just not something is, to be discussed is, publicly. Wait, this, is, this isn't about you. Guys. It's about me. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it's it's about our listening audience, really. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. So focus yeah, on the, yeah, yeah, that's right. Focus, we, I focus. am recording this. So yes. anyway, yeah. Uh, well, good. So this, yeah, we have, we have, uh, so this is a care, I love these, I love this kind of care because mm-hmm. this is a care cast that actually will harken back to recent care casts. Yes. So, uh, the folks who are regular listeners might recall that fairly recently we did a series of four podcasts on how to talk to Christians who profess to be pro-choice. Yes. What are some of the, the best biblical responses that you could use to talk to folks like that? And so my, f- some folks might be wondering, well, like, why f- why focus on that? Is, like, is that really an issue? Are there really that many pro-choice Christians out there? And do we need to be, like, worried about that and all that stuff? So as God is— as God consistently does, he always sort of gives us yeah. information that helps us realize that, you know, we're on the right track, right? God is so good in that way and generous to us. And so uh, we got alerted to a recent, uh, you know, meeting, I guess a sort of big meeting that uh, that denominations hold uh, on a regular basis uh, of the Episcopal Church. Right. And they had a, a discussion uh, to, quote, explore where the pro-choice faith community goes from here. And from here, meaning now that Roe versus Wade is overturned, where does the pro-choice faith community go? And one of the participants in this Episcopal Church discussion said the following, and I quote, Freedom is just a mirage if one doesn't have bodily autonomy. This man insisted that abortion helps women to be economically empowered and that there is, quote, no bad impact from having an abortion. He sought to designate abortion not as an undesirable last resort or necessary evil, but as a unalloyed social good. So in other words, a pure social good. So we shouldn't be trying to hide behind slogans and stuff and say, well, you know, safe, legal, and rare and all that. Like abortion is actually good for women and good yep. for society. So, And we shouldn't be ashamed of that. Yeah. Um, so this is the perspective of – this is a discussion that took place in the Episcopal Church about the future of the pro – choice faith community. So this isn't just some theoretical thing that you and I decided to record some videos on. This is something that's real and is out there. And we as pro-life Christians need to be prepared to respond to that. So where do we go from here, Roland? Yeah. And and again, that's the reason why I really feel like God put that on our heart to to have that discussion. And if you haven't listened to that four-part series, uh, I really strongly encourage you to do that. Because first off, I think it's an apologetic that you've probably never heard before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe. I'm pretty confident right. in that. And it's it's based on the words of Jesus and the life of Jesus, which is really significant in terms of, you know, how we should be thinking about this issue. So I really encourage you to do that. Yeah. And, and you know, Vince, when I when I read this quote, I mean, it was it sent chills down my spine because this this notion that freedom is just a mirage if it doesn't 
uh, have body autonomy. If one doesn't have bodily autonomy, yeah, right? bodily autonomy. That's exactly what Satan said to Eve. Right. I mean, that was the perspective. That was the worldview behind his temptation of her. Right. 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 Because he was encouraging her to say, "Listen, your body, your choice." Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Did, I mean, it's your body, your choice, your fruit, your choice. He was get, he was encouraging her to have autonomy mm-hmm. from God. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. By grabbing the fruit and consuming that, mm-hmm. even though God had said, don't do mm-hmm. that. Right, right. So when I read that, I thought, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly. It's, it's, it is scary. And it where did very... that lead us? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and where did that lead? Where did that lead her? Right. 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 Her fruit, her choice. Right. And, 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 and the destruction that came from that. Mm-hmm. So and unfortunately, I mean, this 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 man uh, who you know professes to be a Christian, well, he needs prayer because mm-hmm. He is basically saying exactly what Satan said to the broader culture, and that's incredibly mm-hmm. yeah. uh, dangerous for for all of us. It's it, it's yeah. it's it's very very problematic, and 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 there's a, you know, and there's and it also not only is, is it problematic, but it's also deceptively wrong, mm. because any true freedom requires restraints. Absolutely, like yeah. you can't have freedom without restraints. Mm-hmm. So, for example, mm-hmm. you know, if um, you know, if we were going to play a baseball game, mm-hmm. right, and we said, okay, I want to play this baseball game, but I want true freedom. Mm-hmm. Right. I want full body autonomy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever I want. Right. So you throw me a pitch. You know, I hit it. I can and I can actually catch it and then just throw it out into the field wherever I want it to go. Exactly. Yeah, I can yeah. throw it into the stands. Right, right. Or from when I'm running the bases and you're trying to tag me out, I can go outside the baseline. I can run in the stands, grab right. a hot dog, come back down. Right. You know, and I can make you. a rule that when I'm eating that hot dog, you're not allowed to tag me. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it just yeah. full like. If there are no constra- no yeah. constraints, yeah. Yeah. you actually can't play the game of baseball. In fact, you can't do anything in life yes. unless there are constraints. Right. Absolutely. In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Anything. And I, and I, and I, and, I, and I think really, especially as it relates to this particular issue, yes. is that the constraints that the, that we are given generally generally are from used, God. Right. Yeah, they're from God, and they're also designed and oftentimes to protect the vulnerable. Yes. And frankly, to often to protect us from ourselves. Yes. Like, think if there was no speed limit. Yes. I, I'm raising my hand right now. If there was no speed limit, I would be driving twice as fast as I drive. I like driving fast. The only thing that stops me from driving fast is the fact that there is a speed limit. Yep. I'm, I'm just being honest. I mean, and that's for most people. If yes. there, Most people would be, like, going 90 miles an hour down the highway if there was no speed limit. Yes. Um. And that actually, what what does that do? It endangers you and others. Yeah, absolutely. So this whole notion that you can't be free, right? It's just a mirage without without body autonomy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you play that into so many other settings, mm-hmm. what ends up happening is what happens here is that the vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? The vulnerable tends to be the ones that are hurt. Absolutely. There's no, you know, I'm not a free parent unless I can spank my child or beat my child any way that I want to. Right, right, right. Because I have body autonomy. I can use my body in any way that I want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if that logic that he's applying to the womb, why shouldn't it be applied to kids outside the womb? Mm -hmm. So inside the womb. Why shouldn't it be applied to him? Well, well, exactly. I've got got full body autonomy when they're in the womb. Yeah. So I can kill this child. He's not even making, by the way, he's not even making an argument that it's not a child. Right. Note that. Right. right. Which nope. we, again, he's not making the argument. This is not a life. He's like, yes, it's a life, but I should have full autonomy to do with this life growing inside of me what I want. Right. Right. Well, then why should it end in the womb? Why shouldn't you have the full autonomy outside the womb? Right. The same. Well, we don't want that. Why? Because we know yeah. that the vulnerable yeah. uh, always um, always suffer when that yeah. happens. Yeah. And, and another thing you off will you will often notice about these kinds of arguments, and, yeah. and this is this is especially problematic when it's coming from from a a Christian 
denomination yeah. is that there's never any scripture, no. scriptural references or biblical constructs brought into it. It's coming purely from a social, yes. you know, in this particular case, you know, 21st century American secular values. Yes. And so that's the entire frame of analysis as to whether or not abortion, in his words, are an an unalloyed social good. Yep. The only way that you can come to that conclusion is if you're analyzing it from a purely secular 21st century Western perspective. If you bring the Bible into that, yep. you're going to start to have at least some hesitancy or some problems, at least, yes. with that perspective. Well, absolutely, starting in Genesis. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wait, first, first chapter, oh, wait, I'm screwed up. I mean, first book of the Bible, yeah. I'm, oh, I got a problem here with this with this quote. Yeah. So it's, it's the distinction, really, between social justice right, right. and biblical justice, right? Because that yeah. adjective, social, means society. Right. So society determines what justice is. Right. right, right? And society is changeable, right? Not immutable, it's changeable. Yeah. So yeah. in Hitler's day... Mm-hmm. Right. Or and you know, I have to go back mm-hmm. that far. But right. In Hitler's day. Right. Well, it was a social just it was a social good. Mm-hmm. Right. For them to use their body autonomy mm-hmm. to kill Jews. Right. That was considered a, a good. And in fact, they thought that that was an unallied. Unalloyed social good. Unalloyed social There's nothing, good. There can be absolutely no bad can come from there this. There was happening. no bad can come from yeah, this. Yeah. And, th- and that's exactly what they yeah, did because right. that was what social society determined. Right. Whereas biblical justice is very different from that because right. biblical justice requires righteousness, mm-hmm. right? Right? Righteousness and justice together. Mm. And mercy is a part of that, particularly for the vulnerable. Right. So you can see where there's a real problem. And yeah. the other thing that jumped out at me too. Um, this whole notion of of this being sort of a an alloyed social good, mm-hmm. right? A pure social mm-hmm. good, which a is pure a, social good. Pure right. social good. There's that verse in, in James one twenty six one twenty seven rather that talks about religion that God our Father finds as pure and faultless as this. Mm-hmm. What we care for the orphans and widows in their distress mm-hmm. and keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Mm-hmm. Now, why the orphans and the widows? What's the point of orphans and widows? Mm-hmm. Orphans and the widows. In, in the Bible, sort of an archetype for the vulnerable, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So in that in that society, those were absolutely the most vulnerable people. They right? were the most vulnerable of the vulnerable, mm-hmm. and so a real metric. A lot of times, when God brought judgment, mm-hmm. uh, all the way from the Old Testament, New Testament, even Christ, everybody talked about how are you treating the orphans and the widows, which are the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to talk about something being a pure mm-hmm. social good, in other words, mm-hmm. go back to James. What is a pure social good? That you care for the orphans and widows in their distress. In other words, that you advocate on behalf of the vulnerable. Right. His perspective is exactly the opposite. Right. So not only is it a total rejection, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. of the biblical narrative laid out mm-hmm. uh, in Genesis where Satan basically made this claim to her. Because mm-hmm. remember, Eve was the first empowered woman. Right. She, right. No woman has ever been more empowered than Eve. Right. 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 No woman yeah. ever. No No woman. Right. So... So empowerment is not neither a virtue nor a vice. It's to what end. Yes. And Eve used her empowerment to do exactly what the evil one said, which was, hey, pursue freedom. I'm right. using quotes here. Yeah. Right. Pursue bodily autonomy or a- freedom. A- apart from God. There right. is apart no God, yeah. there is no freedom apart from God. In right. fact, the, the yeah. restraints that, that we have on us actually help us help us live out a, a better life. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, again, this is a, a word to the wise for yeah. our our listeners, that this this is real, this is out there. There is absolutely an aggressive movement within certain parts of Christendom yes. that 
are trying to figure out how do we make abortion, you know, part of our faith. Yes. Bibli- yeah. How, how do we biblically justify abortion? Yeah. And of yeah. course, how do we biblically justify it? We, that means we have to, like, not use the Bible. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> typically. Right. typically. And, yeah. And so co- so how do we sort of co-opt secular values and make them sound Christian-y yes. um, so that we could sort of sell this pro-choice Christianity to people within the church? Yes. Right. That's absolutely what they're trying to do. And again, it's just, you know, being aware of that and then, you know, hopefully folks can utilize the resources that we've made available and other folks have made available to really be prepared to understand what Scripture really says about the life issue rather than, you know, taking a couple of isolated verses but really just sort of like understanding yeah. how Scripture as a whole makes the case for life and that there are principles throughout all of Scripture that make the case for life in a compelling way. So Yeah, and that's, again, we encourage you because we don't have time here to go back and listen to yeah. Um, the the four-part series. Four-part series is four arguments which you can easily understand, mm-hmm. easily communicate to, yeah. to uh, brothers and sisters mm-hmm. who are pro-choice. Yep, yep. Um, and, and, and for those who have sort of wandered from the truth on this mm-hmm. issue, mm-hmm. we can help lovingly bring them yep. back to the truth, which is what we're called to do as Christians. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Ron. That's great. We hope you enjoyed this episode of CareCast. For more pro-abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.